You're listening to the Della Darling Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Dara. We're taking Dara's love of telling people's stories, Emily's love of attending events, and our mutual love of the first date, and highlighting the best people to meet, places to go, and things to do that Delaware has to offer. Hello, everyone. I am so excited because we're on a field trip tonight. Um, I'm here with Dara and our guest, as well as a couple of uh, fill-in interns, not Meg and Clover, not with us, but we have Ruckus and Forrest hanging out, so you may hear them in the background. Um, Dara, do you want to introduce our, our main guest instead of just the interns? Yeah. So we're here with um, Julie Macedo, um, and later on, so we're starting, we have a two-part uh, field trip. Right now, she's hosting us, and we're going to talk a little bit about what she does um, as a f- yoga teacher mainly. Yeah. Yoga teacher mainly. Mm-hmm. So, um, and a little bit about all of the different things that you do um, related to health and wellness. And then we're actually going to take one of your classes tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm really excited. Um, we actually recently connected with Julie. She... I think her got wind of us from her brother who graduated high school with us um, right around the time our Delaware Today article came out. Not to plug that again, I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing about it, but we were in Delaware today. We are local minor celebrities, celebrities, if you will. Um, it's online if you want to check it out or if you want a copy. I only have like 20 or so left, um, but I'm glad to get you one if you reach out. So um, Julie reached out to us and we kind of had a very arts heavy summer, which was great. We had our sort of summer reading theme in June, um, as well as a bonus episode from last week with Andrew Schaefer, who just spent last weekend in Delaware, which was awesome. And we had a guest for this month fall through and we thought no better time than now to have sort of a a summer wellness check-in. So that's how Julie ended up coming on the podcast. So Julie, so thank you for jumping in. Um, and so we are maybe going to talk a bit about, mostly about yoga tonight, but I think like you've always had an interest in health and wellness. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. So back in high school, which all three of us went to charter, um, I was a cross country and track athlete. So I kind of got into athleticism and just wellness way back then. Um, but I studied holistic health and wellness in college, and that's what my degree is in, and then became a yoga teacher, um, did some personal training like through college, and then built my own business starting last January. So uh, yeah, I've been doing well by nature. Um, it's mainly yoga, a little bit of move, movement coaching, um, and now retreats, which is awesome, and women's circles. So what do you mean by um, holistic health and wellness? How do you define that? Um, like what my degree is in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually pretty different. Like I, uh, made my degree through the interdisciplinary program. So I combined the psychology department, uh, nutrition and exercise biz and named it. So yeah. Wow. Pretty unique route, but it was fun. No, I think that's great. Um, definitely a lot of people who end up more in the personal training route do like an exercise science degree, which Mm -hmm. is awesome. But I love that you're pulling in the psych part of it too. Yeah. Um, that makes it sound a little more unique and like you're really covering the whole part. Yeah, holistic. I couldn't make up my mind and I liked it all. And like, 
I mean, it, it ended up being like I loved all my classes because I got to pick and choose. So it was super cool. Yeah. Um, so then you do Well by Nature. Mm -hmm. That's your business. Mm -hmm. And people can find that. I think we found you on Instagram. And you also have a website. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about how that works? Because you don't necessarily have like a Well by Nature studio. You go to other people. Yeah, so I have private clients, and I I can train them at a studio. Um, I can also meet them in a park. I've done white clay and places like that. Um, but most of them I go to their homes and train clients in their homes. Um, and then I've done some contract work with the birth center, um, teaching prenatal yoga, and pure yoga I did prenatal there as well. Um, and I teach a lot at Truly. So it's like, basically as a yoga teacher, you're contracted at different studios, um, and then you can have your private clients and stuff. And then if one day maybe I decide to open up a place, then hopefully people follow. <laughs> yeah. um, and Julie, you're primarily Newark-based, right? So Truly is in the Pike Creek area, yeah. and you do classes at White Clay Creek State mm -hmm. Park, and that's where you've been doing your retreats as well, right? Yeah, well, it's our first retreat okay. coming up in August. Um, yeah, I'm up in Wilmington quite a bit. I have a few clients in Greenville, um, so I'm up there. And, and then I teach at Yoga U on 202 um, probably twice a month. I just kind of rotate there, so yeah. How do, you, like, how do you find the right fit for you as an instructor? Because I know, like I think Emily and I, we've done different workout programs where we look for like the right thing, for, the right fit for us. But like how do you know, um, when it's like you're you're doing so much like in small groups or one on one, like when do you feel like something is a good fit? Does that make sense? Like, are you talking about choosing a studio or choosing? Yeah, I think like it, like choosing. I would say it's all of those things. So, way I mentioned this when I came in, I go to Orange Theory. I found for me like it helps me to just stay really consistent and accountable. Um, and it's a combination of things. I like the workout. That's number one. The work, yeah. best workout is the one you want to do. Um, I also like a number of the coaches. One of them actually went to high school with us as well. And so it's been really nice getting to see him all the time and work with him. And the third is the accountability of the members and just sort of the atmosphere of the studio and that culture. So am I, am I touching on what you need to do? Yeah. Um, so like you as an instructor, it goes the other way too. Like how did you find that yoga was the best fit for you, how do you find clients that are a good fit for you, that kind of thing. Yeah, so <clears throat> coming to yoga kind of out of personal training um, is more just like a mind-body connection as well as uh, detachment from diet culture, weight loss culture, which <laughs> Forrest is making some noises. Um, I really appreciate like body positive type of atmosphere um, and when when we're there more than just to like burn calories, we're there to connect with ourselves um, and just have a little bit more purpose behind our movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that kind of brought me to yoga in general. Um, and then truly is just like, I did my teacher training there. So it's like an extra connection and it's just really positive vibes. All the teachers are really welcoming and friendly and um, it's a great place to be. So that's where I've done most of my teaching. And then clients, I think if you just kind of 
put out your teaching style, usually they meet you through a class or something. So they kind of come to you because of your style. So it's kind of like they naturally. Know, yeah, they get to know you in a group setting. Yeah. You know they want to work with you, yeah. having kind of done a trial. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what do you feel like is your stamp? Like as a yoga instructor, what makes your class unique? Is there something that you say in the beginning? Is there like something that you thread throughout? Um, like what is it? Like what? What makes it a Julie class? Okay, um, so most of my classes are very flowy. I would describe them as flowy and a little bit feminine. So a lot of yoga, vinyasa yoga, we're moving in these straight lines. It's a little bit more vigorous, um, but I like to add kind of some curves and twirls and uh, very dancey type movements to vinyasa yoga. Um, it's still very energetic. Um, so, I mean, some of my classes are gentle or restorative, but the class that I mainly like to teach is a vinyasa. Uh, pretty energetic, but I like to bring a little bit of that, like, femininity into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where, um, like, was there somewhere that you first took yoga classes? Like, when, I guess, like, even way back before you even thought this would be a career? Yeah. Um, so... I think I was like 15. My mom got me a DVD that was like yoga for teens. So I did that. That's it, it was for teens. <laughs> it, they yeah, were I they mean, were the teen crew. <laughs> that's what it was called. Which I feel like had a peppy instructor. Yeah. And was like a beginner level. Yes. Yoga. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. And then I did a couple at the Y. Um, I was living in Middletown back then, and would go to like the Bear Glasgow Y, and then from there, when I went to college, I kind of, you know, just hit studios here and there, did their Groupons and kind of studio mm -hmm. bounced. Um, and then I graduated college, came back home and started my teacher training. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was kind of always threaded in there, but I don't know if you, you know, I like ran in college after high school. So that kind of, well, not kind of, it was very predominant. Um, you know, your movement was controlled by someone else. Mm -hmm. So kind of after that, I and took on the yoga a little bit more full steam ahead. I feel like Groupon is one of those things that keeps like every so often it'll pop up on the podcast that it's like, oh, I got into something because there was this random Groupon. Well, it does. Um, I know you were doing kickboxing for a while as a result of Groupon. Um, I tend to bounce around to the various massage places. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> And then, yeah, you, and the great thing about yoga studios on Groupon and, and bar studios and sort of all those kinds of, um, you know how I always call them, the bougie, the bougie places. So the cool thing about them on Groupon is often you can get things like a one-month membership or something like that. But the other thing you can sometimes do is like five classes for $25. And so yeah. especially if you're trying to find a studio that's a good fit and find instructors that are a good fit, Groupon can be a great way to test out studios at a reasonable mm -hmm. price before you have to commit um, to a, like a you know a contract membership. Yeah, I mean a lot of them don't do it anymore just because mm -hmm. you know they end up losing out. Right. Because mm -hmm. Groupon takes a lot, but yeah, that's kind of how when I was in college I got into all the different studios. Well, I was back in Florida anyway, so yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, it's such a struggle. But I think like for me, every time. Most of the times that I like tried a Groupon, it was just like my entryway and then I would like become a member and it would just like become my lifestyle. So yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like really good when you just, when you kind of like switch from 
Groupon to like just supporting Becoming the local. Oh yeah, that's what they're, they're hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what they want. Obviously, and I, I do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Julie, you just mentioned you were at school in Florida, so I assumed you went to UD, which I didn't go to UD, and Dara didn't go, so I don't know why I make this assumption all the time. Um, so tell us about where you went to school, how you ended up there, and since you were in Florida, it's to be honest, probably a little more um, exercise intensive. Ge- geography, I guess I would yeah. say. Like compared to here, we don't have as many. Like we're not quite in, we're not quite in winter sports territory, but also it's too cold in the winter for a lot of things and too icy and snowy for a lot of outdoor activities. So mm-hmm. yeah, so just give us a little a little overview of Florida for us. Yeah, yeah, so I went to UF, University of Florida, on a track scholarship. Um so that's kind of what brought me there. Um I ran for them for two years and then I decided to leave the team. Um, I took a year off, I actually came home, got my personal training certificate, uh, started doing that, and then I went back to school, I went back to Florida, and I went to University of North Florida in Jacksonville and finished my degree there. So that's like the Florida trip. Um, And Jacksonville, I loved. It was right on the beach. Um, You know, it would be like state park, beach, right next to one another, and so it was this beautiful combination, and I loved it. Like, I could move back. Totally. <laughs> but what yeah. um what made you decide to come back to Delaware? Um, well honestly, I've fallen back in love with Delaware, but I kinda came back kicking and screaming. Um, didn't really want to. Things kinda just fell through. I went to Connecticut to uh do an internship, my final graduation requirement. Um, I was gonna stay there. And it was a breakup that kind of like, you know, just sent me back home. Things didn't work out. So I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, now but look at everything it has led to. Yeah, exactly. And I, I absolutely love Delaware, especially this time of year. Like our state parks are wonderful. And um, yeah, I don't think I'm going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. So you mentioned, so you grew up in Middletown. Now you're in the New York area. Um, and obviously like, you love the outdoors and, and being um, active. I feel like we've also, we've had a lot of cyclists on recently. We have, we have. Um, so back in January, we kicked off the year with kind of a, sort of a New Year's resolution episode. We had a triathlete, um, Kristen Lepley come on, and podcast enthusiast, I should say. Um, and she's amazing. So we talked a lot about her journey from couch potato to, you know, like triathlete. So mm-hmm. throughout the summer, especially it's like every weekend she's gone for a race. Um, and then Laura Wilburn from urban bike project came mm-hmm. on the podcast back in April or May. It's it, they, you guys, we know all, we, we have a general time frame, but there's a lot of episodes and a lot in of the great spring. Ones. She came on in the spring and we talked a lot about, um, the work they're doing. So biking, not just for your health, but for economic reasons, environmental reasons, um, that kind of thing. And then uh, David Teague is a local author and bike enthusiast. Mm-hmm. So he was on the podcast a few weeks ago talking about writing, being a local author in Delaware, and biking, and mm-hmm. how biking is part of his wife's creative process. Mm-hmm. Specifically, we talked about one one book and how the entire outline of the book came together while she was on a bike ride. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been fun, you know, and it, it's fun when sort of different parts come together. That was obviously more a creative episode, but you know, we talked, we talked cycling and swimming on that one. So, so this is all leading up to my question, which is, um, tell <laughs> us about some of your favorite 
spots to be outdoors and like as a as a runner as a walker just as an enthusiast mm -hmm. I don't do you bike as well um I used to do a lot more cycling just kind of as a commuter um you commuted on the bike yeah yeah when you, when you were in school when I was in when Florida you were in school. Okay. to school and work um and then back here I just don't feel like the roads are as safe um, I know they're working on it. There's a lot of good stuff going on up north um, with the Jack Markell Trail and everything. Mm -hmm. But down here, I don't, I just don't feel comfortable. <laughs> so a, not lot of the, so a lot of the main roads are scary. Yeah. yeah. Um, and intersections are the most unsafe place for a biker. So exactly. um, yeah, a lot of our roads here I think are scary. Mm -hmm. I'm, I am very hesitant to ride as well. Yeah. yeah. But you, but are you still a runner? How frequently do you get out? Yeah. Um, I run... I mean, pretty much every day. Every like, day. I love it, yeah. Okay. So and it's pretty much solely trail running, um, mainly at White Clay because it's right around the corner for me. Um, but I love Lums and Brandywine. Um, those are my kind of main spots. So you said about a year and a half ago, you decided to launch your own, that it was time for you to do your own thing and create Well by Nature. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Emily and I, obviously, we love just deciding to do something and going for it. That's how we started the podcast. Um, and while I think, obviously, a different thing that you are in health and wellness and we just sit around and talk and drink wine. Um, <laughs> both are good. Both are good. Both are very important. Um, I was wondering if we could kind of switch gears and you could tell us a little bit about like why, like why you decided to do, to, to go off on your own and then like what are some of the things that you've been like learning about in the process of like what it means to, to set up your own business? Hmm. Um, so I'm definitely not an expert in the business realm of things. Uh, basically I just Googled how to start an LLC, um, did it through LegalZoom. Uh, you know, I mean, it's pretty straightforward, I guess. Um, and then, I mean, the reason I decided to do it is because I can always do it on the side. It wasn't a big investment. I didn't go get like a studio or anything. Mm -hmm. So it's, there was no harm, no foul if it didn't work. Um, but it's nice to have it legal because I was making money. So I didn't want it to be, you know, under the table and like sketchy. Um, so just got it all straightened out and... You know, it makes me feel more legit. Mm -hmm. uh, got business insurance, personal training insurance. So it's, you know, doing the real thing. And it feels like you're not because you're like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I just Googled this, but you are. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been pretty cool. What's the most rewarding part of working with clients? Um, the most rewarding part is like little reminders that the stuff you do actually works because you do it all the time and you're like, I don't know, sometimes you forget how powerful it can be, but like you really see someone's back pain go away um, or you see gains in what they want to do, like they had a better hike or their soccer game went better or just little things like that um, and you do really make a difference in their day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the whole thing of like well by nature. I want to prepare people for the adventure that is their life. So, and that, you know, adventure of life can be, it could be a rock climbing excursion or it could be your uh, a recreational basketball game or it could be getting up and down off the floor with your grandchild. You know, it's, it's prepared for your life. Um, so I kind of, you know, gear things all towards that. Yeah.
I like that, the adventure of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you find is like the first step that people need to take to like to set their goals and to like or to, to work toward those goals that you were just talking about? Um, well, I think the first step is just getting to know yourself, getting a little bit clearer on what you want. Because when we come to fitness, usually we want to like look better. Um, uh, I mean, it's usually what pe- brings people in the door. They want to just look better, lose weight, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, but getting to know what you really want out of life and what is what are you dedicating this hour and, you know, X number of dollars to. And it's usually a little bit bigger than that. And so I kind of probe to get the bigger answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are people, I, well... I guess I haven't worked like what like that closely. A lot of my I'm in group classes or the classes like my DVD player. Mm-hmm. So are people like surprised that at some of the questions? Like, do you sit down with them beforehand and have a like really get to know them and have a conversation? Are they surprised by anything that you ask? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't do this with a group class. Mm-hmm. You know, this would be for your one-on-one private clients. Yeah, yeah. So we'd have a chat about um, you know what do you like to do. Um, what do you want to be able to do that you feel limited with now? Um, those kind of things. Where would you like to see this go? Um, and, and it's basically just kind of releasing those uh, tension lines and opening up movement patterns that help you have a bigger range of motion for life. You know, so you're not limited by, oh, I can't go on that trip. Like, you know, I don't think I could make it up the mountain or you know Mm -hmm. so it just opens you up for more experience and that's kind of what I want to gift people with what I do yeah um so with obviously again this wouldn't be with your group classes but with your private clients do you do nutrition advice as well are you certified nutritionist no I don't do nutrition and a lot of um I feel like there's just a lot of like people who don't really have the science background behind it, who do offer it. And I think yoga studios should not talk about it. I think it's like, um, causes more trouble than. Yeah. I just knew your background because it's the holistic health and wellness. And I know a good amount of your degree is nutrition based from what you said. I wondered if that was something you've looked into. Is it something you would ever expand? It's certainly something I've looked into and, um, not to be boastful, I know a lot about nutrition. Like, I think I could offer... Well, I mean, you have a degree. Like, <laughs> I could offer valuable information, but um, it's not recognized. I'm not an RD, so I just don't go there. You know, I can I can do a lot with what I am certified in, so I just stop there. <laughs> yeah. Um, could you tell us a little bit about the class that we're going to take tonight? Yeah, so the moon circle, we have it on the new and full moons. We try to do it on the exact night. Um, it's, you know, usually five to ten women. It's pretty small, pretty intimate. And we just set up in a circle and we do like 15 to 20 minutes of yoga. And then I'll lead you through a guided meditation. We'll have a theme that we'll meditate on. And then uh, I'll set a timer for like 10 minutes. We'll journal on it and then open up for discussion. And we close it out with a community meditation, and that's about it. Yeah. That sounds really nice. I told you before we started recording that um, I usually, like, work out or, like, try to go for a walk, just, like, actually take time for myself during my lunch break, and I didn't have the chance to do that today. Um, So I I am really looking forward to, like, just, like, a chance to pause and and to to think. Um, What do you mean by – but I'm also, like, 
what am I going to write about? What do you mean by <laughs> journaling? Uh, so I'll just have a, like a thought experiment mm-hmm. and you know, you can just open write on that. Okay. Yeah, I, like, like you give us a prompt or much. just whatever pops into our heads. Well, there's a theme, a general question, okay. that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure it'll become clear once I do it, but like my writer's mind is like, what is the word count? And <laughs> I'm not having that. Um, and for listeners, we, Dara said this is a two part because we are going to take the class and then we are going to come back on after the class without Julie and give you guys sort of what it was like and um, sort of all that kind of info, what our experience was. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to it. Um, I already mentioned it probably multiple times tonight. Just when we talk about wellness, this is what comes up in my life. But I do Orange Theory. I've been working out a lot the last couple of weeks. Um, and this is as good a time as any, I guess, to let listeners know I'm doing a half marathon in September. I saw that. Um, good I'm, for you. I'm terrified, excited, exhausted, all of those feelings at one mm-hmm. time. Um, but for my, for what I do right now, it's basically just adding one long run a week to, to kind of bump up to get to that 13.1 mileage. Um, and I'm women, running the Wilmington women's half. So for any listeners who are running it, I'll see you there. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be good. I'm excited. I saw you posted on Instagram and I saw that you, I can't remember exactly what the hashtag was, but should we follow along your journey with the, the hashtag? Yeah. Um, I did post about it. I think it's Della Darling runs a half. That sounds obvious enough. If not, you guys, <laughs> you can follow me at the Della Darling. I'll be posting about it there. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. So I guess, Julie, you were, you were cross country. Mm-hmm. Um, so you run, you ran some longer distance and yeah. And then after college, I did some ultras. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So. so an ultra is thirty-two. Um, well, it's just anything over a marathon. Oh, okay. So the ones that I did were a fifty k. I did two of them, and that's okay. thirty-one miles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that's like usually kind of the. It's like the, the entry level ultra. to ultra. Yeah. It's like the t- <laughs> the one that most people when they say they do an ultra did that. Okay. So what's your what's your like big advice for me oh um start slow (laughs) I'm very slow this is not a problem (laughs) yeah well I mean start slower than you think you need to yeah no no, I'm very oh on the actual race yeah okay yeah no um so I went out I did my first long run which is not the longest run I've ever done but I did five miles this weekend and maintained a solid pace like just the whole way through Mm -hmm. so it is slow but I'm out there so that's good enough for me um so that's sort of my goal is just to like try to be pretty consistent, which is going to be not as true. I was on a fairly flat course. I ran Del Castle this weekend, mm-hmm. but through city of Wilmington, people say Delaware is flat. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. it is not. We did um, the marathon relay last year, so it was only six and a half miles. Um, so this will be twice that, but it's pretty pretty similar route to what we did. So I feel, and that one, that one all right, Dara, right? It was, I feel very accomplished that I did it, only now it's like more than a year in the past, and so I feel like I should do it do again. So, we need to do something again. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I'm still, I'm still glad that I did it, but I feel like I can't, like at some point I have to stop bragging that I did, <laughs> that I was part of a team relay in a marathon if it's like five years in the past. Right? That's probably true. Um, I definitely, that was part of my motivation was definitely similar, that it's kind of Last year, my New Year's resolution was to do a race every month, January through December, which was great. We did like a little indoor triathlon. We did the marathon together. I, I did like the one mile downhill. So it just gave me like 
sort of a motivation to keep keep doing these things and it you know there were a lot of great 5k's with great causes but I felt like with this year I wanted to take a step back from doing all of the races it was just like time commitment financial commitment um, and so I haven't been doing as many this year but they have still definitely popped up but I felt like I needed to do a little more than just show up at the gym I needed to like push myself whether that was to be faster or run farther or something and so I picked the run farther option um, so for goal setting, this is a good question for you, mm -hmm. but how do you help clients determine like what those goals could be? Cause like I said, I, I would love to be faster, but that's not really what I'm working on right now. I'm working on running farther. Um, and so when clients bring up that like, they want to be more fit, they want to be better. How do you help to guide them into choosing a goal, working toward a goal, that kind of thing? Yeah. So, I mean, picking something that is approachable and meaningful measurable and attainable. <laughs> um, I mean, so it's within your, you know, say a couple months, how long are we going to work together? Can you reach that in that amount of time? Um, that sort of thing. Or how important is that to you versus something else? So kind of, you know, just setting priorities, thinking it through. Yeah. Are you good at goal setting in your own life? Mm, it's a very personal question. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm very, like, driven. Yeah, yeah. I'd say. <laughs> yeah. I can see that, that, like, I feel like you would have to be, if you were, like, the running background, like, you, there's yeah. a goal at the end, and you have to get there. Yeah, I mean, that was a great preparation for life. Like, literally, I've, I mean, I still haven't found anything that's, like, physically as hard as mm -hmm. what I did for all those years. So it's like, eh. <laughs> you know? Anything else coming Yeah, out it's time. like, <laughs> exactly. What do your routines look like? Like, in a day or in a week? Like, how do you... Um, how do you fit it all in? Yeah. Because you're all over the place with different classes and private clients and your own activity. Yeah. Yeah, so it is hard to stay organized. Um, I get up very early, so that helps. Um, it helps me get productive. I try to get my own like workout or yoga practice in early, kind of before the day gets away from me. And then, um, but yeah, I have to keep very organized. I do like a paper and pen planner type of situation. And then, because um, yeah, I have like anxiety about missing something because I am all over the place. Um, but you know what? It's all it's all fun stuff. It's really cool, and I'm grateful to have a full schedule. You know, so that's good. Um, with that, we probably need to wrap up so that we can all get to yeah, class. We can all get to class. Um, so, Julie, do you want to just give listeners all the ways they can contact you? Your website, social media, all that stuff. Yeah, so my website is wellbynature.com, and there is a hyphen between well, by, and nature. I don't know if you can put that well, in the... <laughs> well, hyphen, by, hyphen, nature.com. Yeah, exactly. Um, and of course, we link everything, and we'll tag all your social okay. media posts. Yeah, and then Instagram is at wellbynature, but there's underscores between well, by, and nature. Um, and then the other thing is I do have a retreat coming up in August. It's August 16th to 18th. It's a women's retreat at White Clay. We're camping out, doing yoga, hiking, etc. So. so so how long is that retreat? Like So it's two, two nights. Two nights. Yeah. Okay. So we'll camp out that Friday and Saturday and then practicing all day Saturday. We got things going on. Um, and then we'll head out around noon on Sunday. 
Yeah. So it's a full weekend. Yeah. Um, and all the info for that is on, That's your, on the website. On yeah. your website. So for anyone who's interested in that, you can check out well by nature.com and uh, reach out to Julie. So we just finished up our moon circle with Julie at Truly Yoga Studio in Pike Creek. And I feel really refreshed and um, relaxed and just like a weight has been lifted off of me after sort of like a stressful week, even though it's only Tuesday. It was incredibly relaxing. Um, so it's like class ended around 10 p.m. Yes. Um, it started at 8.45 um, and it went over an hour, I guess. Um, and it, I mean, when we were getting out, I honestly felt like it could have gone on for longer. Um, but it didn't, it also didn't feel long. No. So for those who are wondering, Julie did explain that it was going to be, you know, part yoga class, part meditation, and then we would do sort of a journaling exercise and reflection and discussion. Um, and I would say that was pretty accurate. I think we did about 45 minutes to an hour of beginners, light yoga and stretching. I would say even some of it wasn't, um, even really a full beginner's yoga class. It was a little more, I think, relaxing even than that for me, Mm -hmm. um, rather than focusing on like strength motions and things like that. It was more focused on just like bringing down your stress level and calming yourself. Um, so about 45 minutes to an hour of that, um, and we did actually have all of our yoga mats were laid out in a circle in mm-hmm. the studio. She lit some candles in the middle. She lit candles in the middle. Um, Lights were trimmed down. Yeah, so that was that was really nice. And then she did give us sort of a journaling prompt, and this one was just how do you... Um, get out of a funk. Get out of a funk, which was good. It was kind of nice. I felt like... We probably had maybe five to ten minutes to sort of sit with our thoughts Mm -hmm. and and write. And then we kind of all shared. Um, And we also had the chance to, like, learn each other's names. Mm -hmm. And um, she had prompted us as we introduced ourselves to tell the best part of our day. Mm -hmm. And so... um, I really did feel like the best part of my day was being there. But it also felt like a cheat to say that. I thought it would be a cheat to say that. and I said it anyway. Well, you went last, so nobody else had said it. Um, and I wanted to say it, and I didn't. And then um, our new friend, Julie, that we met, um, who went before I did. There were two Julies in the There room. were two Julies. Julie, who led the class, and another woman, Julie, who attended. And Julie, who attended, the best part of her day had been getting home from work and being greeted by her dog. And I couldn't say the same thing. <laughs> so I said, and it actually was very nice, I had, because the moon circle was sort of later in the evening, I had time between work and my next thing and so I actually came home and took a nap with the interns and um nutmeg is never as sweet as when she is napping (laughs) well that was nice and I think so we we started and we went around we said our name the best part of our day and some people spoke for a few minutes some people very brief Mm -hmm. um but we kind of got a feeling of the different women in the room. And that was something that Julie talked to us about, not on the podcast, but before class started, that one of the reasons why she started the Moon Circles, um, because she she wasn't familiar with another one happening locally, so she decided to create her her own. Um, And she wanted to have space for women to connect and actually like get to know each other. The idea being that like, especially when you're an adult, you have a hard time making friends or, you know, maybe you're at work, maybe you're at a happy hour, but, like, are you really connecting with someone? 
Yeah, and um, you know, I am involved in so many things and always trying to meet new people, but it is hard because you still somehow go to the same places and, and all of that. But once you've met someone, how do you, in one conversation or two conversations or even a routine where you see each other a few times a week or month, how do you get to the point where you now see each other outside of that environment? Um, and so I did like Julie does the moon circles on the full and new moon. So about twice a month mm-hmm. she does these, um, and they are free actually, um, mm-hmm. when she does them. So for anybody who's interested, like, I honestly think I'll probably try to go back, um, because it really was just such a calming environment. And I, um, the women who were there, I really enjoyed their company. And Julie said they usually have about five to 10 women and there were five of us plus mm-hmm. Julie, uh, Macedo, our instructor or um, facilitator, I guess is probably a better word. Um, yeah, and it was. It was really nice getting to know the other women a little bit in our discussion mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just connecting with them. Yeah, and I guess now we've read up on Moon Circles and we know that, like, as we're doing it here in Delaware, people are also conducting their own Moon Circles where they are um, at yoga studios or their community center or wherever they feel like holding them so that's kind of cool this is like a little slice of something that's happening um anywhere yeah um and we'll link you guys to this article that we sort of found to help educate ourselves that shape magazine has on their website um but they talk a lot about the fact that women have had groups where they bond for centuries i mean this is not this is not new um you know there are women who are in knitting groups, book clubs. Um, I mean, my grandmother is very involved in her quilt club. So there are all different ways women connect over things. And so this is just another one. But in particular, it does push for deeper conversation and sharing and connection. So um, I felt like that was really nice. And the other big part of Moon Circles is taking a step back out of your day and your life and sort of like recentering and acknowledging your place in the world and the the world's place in your life. I thought you were going to say the universe. <laughs> that too. Where you are in the universe. That too. Um, and so I thought that was really great. And then the article also talks a lot about the benefits. Um, and so it's that socially um, these kinds of things can be better, or not just socially, but these kinds of social outlets and connections can be as beneficial or generally more beneficial Um especially for your mental health, as exercise, eating, you know, a healthy diet, that kind of thing. So I think it was really great. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do when I move to a new place, or even, like, if I'm away for a few days, like, on a conference, on vacation, is to, like, stop into a local fitness studio and take a few classes there. Um, It's been, like, such a nice way to get, like, a slice of that community and then also meet people. Um, So... I hope that we can go back to Truly sometime. Um, they're sort of out of my way, um, but they're in Pike Creek. It was a it was a really nice. Um, it was a big studio. They had different classes. I saw they had um, Pilates as well as yoga. Um, there was a yoga class um, actually done by the instructed by the owner of the studio, letting out right when we were getting in. Um, so if you can't make it to a moon circle, there are other options for you to check out at Truly. Yeah, and I actually found their pricing to be really, really good um, in comparison, especially to other studios. So drop-in classes were only $16, um, and if you're a student or senior, they're a little bit less, and you can also buy 
packs of classes, so five classes, ten classes, which makes it a little bit less. Um, and their membership, they have two tiers. One is you buy month to month, so you can buy one month unlimited, which is $130. Or if you go on auto pay, so you're committing that you're going to be a member um, con continuously, it's only $95 a month, which um, for any kind of boutique studio, I, I actually think is really reasonably priced. Um, and it seems like outside of just Julie's Moon Circles, um, she does do at least one or two other classes there a week. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a good way to meet her if you liked what she had to say and are interested in sort of trying out a yoga class with her. She's there a few times a week. You can see her on the schedule. And one of the other women at the Moon Circle, it was her third class of, of the, the day. day. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so she had been to Julie's class in the morning and then she did the evening class right before the Moon Circle. Um, and she has recently retired within the last year or so and um, is just really enjoying the freedom of time to take three yoga classes in one day. So it was really great getting to meet her and um, sort of hear somebody whose life has a little opposite scheduling yeah. to mine. The, the pleasures of the retired and slash or summer schedule life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, Truly was, I think it was a great studio. So what, what did you think of um, Truly? And, and actually we had the chance very briefly to meet Sarah, the owner, um, right before class started. And then we also saw that she has her own podcast. Um, in the lobby, there was a sign for it um, that she does the Intentional Wellness Podcast. Available on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah, and it looks like she started it fairly recently, um, I think back in December. Um, but she has a few, they're, li they're shorter than what we do. They're about like 10, 20-minute episodes on things like her yoga journey and smoothies and mindfulness um, and just something to like extend what she's doing at the yoga studio. Yeah, I think um, from a business perspective, it's great branding and outreach to do something like that, um, especially for your members, you know, it's sort of like, and they, as Dara said, they're short, ranging from like five, six minutes to 20 minutes tops, most of them around 10 to 15, I would say. Um, and I, for those of us who have a much shorter commute, and the Della Darling podcast would be a little, little too long <laughs> for a commute, um, I think these could probably be a really nice way to kind of like put yourself in the right mindset to start the day. She has one on mini meditations, and so maybe I need to need to listen to that and start my day with mini meditations. Yes. I know that you are always on the lookout for more podcasts to add to your rotation, especially ones that have a Delaware connection. I am. So that was great to see. So uh, we're keeping this episode a little on the, on the short and sweet side, but we want to give you guys some things we have coming up. Uh, you want to tell about our uh, live appearance? Yes, yeah, so this won't be our last road trip, field trip that we're going on. We will be at the Mill Summit again this year. Um, we were there last year, last summer for the first time, um, and now it's it's happening again this August on, on the 6th and 7th, um, again at the Chase Center on the riverfront. Um, so you can go check out the Mill Summit online if you're interested in going and checking out the different speakers and getting your tickets. Um, and then, of course, find us when you're there. Come stop by. We'll either um, have a table or you know that we'll be the girls walking around in the Della Darling t-shirts. Yes. Um, and we will have Della Darling stickers. So make sure you stop by. Grab a couple stickers for us, for your friends. You can dole them out and uh, guerrilla warfare all over the town. Let everybody know your favorite podcast. 
So we're looking forward to that, and we can give you guys a teaser. We don't know if it's going to be our next episode or our second August episode. It's not totally scheduled yet, but we are going to have the guys from Delaware Apparel come on the podcast, um, and we're really excited about it. So I feel like they're kind of us, but the complete opposite, but also still the same. Um, so it's two guys. They're based out of Fenwick Island. They both left Delaware as young adults to go pursue other things. Um, but they both found themselves coming back and they wanted to start a business and they wanted to support their local community and really be a part of it. So they started a business called Delaware Apparel. Um, and, um, interesting connection we have to them. We, not to mention this for the second time in this episode, but I'm going to. We were recently featured in Delaware today, <laughs> um, and the cover photo um, has Jimmy Allen, Jimmy Allen wearing wearing a Delaware Apparel hat, and so they got a sort of a little like mention and shout out in the same issue that we did. So it was kind of exciting when I realized that, and um, we connected. We actually, they DM'd us on Instagram and um, about an event we were sort of posting for you guys as a what to do this weekend, and um, we're really excited to meet them and chat. All right. Well, until next time. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Della Darling Podcast. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at Della Darling Pod on Instagram and Twitter and the Della Darling on Facebook.